0: D'accord.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I am your host, Josh Scar, and joining me this week is my Talking Lasso co-host, Joey Fitzgerald. Joey, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing all right. We have a couple of ringers in here this week that uh, you brought in. You vouched for them, so we figured we'd bring them in. Uh, we I are joined by. Your- certainly
0: did not vouch-, vouch for any of these <laughs> two. They let themselves in. Sorry, Josh, carry on.
1: We are joined by your brother, Tim. Tim, how are you doing?
2: Hello, I'm not bad. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm doing very well. And we're also joined by this guy named Slade, who you may have heard me recently on the Cultworthy podcast with, and also on this podcast, which uh, actually, I don't mean to cut you off here already, Slade, but uh, I looked it up. We're almost a year to the day from when we did our Uncharted episode. We're
2: like, and still Ooh. no guilty gear lore episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying so hard to find the time, it is coming, I promise you. Mm. Um, but Slade, how are you doing? I, I'm
3: good. I'd, I'd like to, everybody to know I'm very much pro peaches. <laughs>
1: um, I like the presidents of the United States of America later. as well. <laughs> we are joined by the video game club that includes Joey. This is not just a bit where he's. We're promoting Talking Lasso. Uh, We are joined by the Video Game Club for obvious reasons. We're talking about the Mario Brothers movie today. Uh, But first and foremost, we are going to hear from our friends over at the Super Familiar with the Wilsons podcast, and we'll be right back to talk more about the Mario Brothers movie. The Super Familiar with the Wilsons podcast. You know that family whose house you hung out in when you were a kid? The house was a little loud and chaotic, but always fun and sometimes felt more home than home. Well, that's us.
0: We're the Wilsons, and we welcome you into our podcast with silly chat, ridiculous games, and interviews with interesting people.
1: Like a spin doctor. The super familiar with the Wilsons podcast. Welcome home.
0: I feel really warm after hearing that. I feel cozy.
3: (laughs) I feel nice and welcome.
1: As well you should so before we get into today's review let's let you guys plug your podcast because among other things i forgot to let you do that and tim and joey (laughs) you actually have a podcast that is dropping today as the episode is dropping like way to undercut my downloads
0: (laughs) you're so welcome um well no we're not undercutting we're we're
2: piggybacking there's a very big difference (laughs) here josh Um, I believe the term is coattail riding, but um, um, we, yeah, Joey and I have got a little sub podcast on Game Club Pod called Two Blokes from Blighty. Uh, It's mostly just us talking rubbish for about 30 minutes once a week, catching up on our week and discussing strange internet findings.
0: Yeah, this week you'll hear all about Tim's cryptocurrency um, journey uh, and how he slides to work like a penguin unless it's an uphill journey where he finds that much more difficult. So um, you can enjoy that this week on the Game Club Pod, Spotify feed, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: There you go. You can also find me and my other podcast, The Fanatic Pod. I'm waiting for the bit to come in now. It's almost Pavlovian. But um...
0: (laughs) I don't think Joey can do the bit anymore. I got embarrassed last time on Game Club Pod.
1: (laughs) I I did it. Have I inadvertently killed the bit, but just by inviting no, Joey you, on for you this can do the bit. podcast? Yes.
0: You can still do the bit. You're very welcome to. <laughs> so,
1: oh, look at me. I'm the Video Game Club. I have, yeah. game club club. I have the there podcast. I have multiple podcasts. So I can do multiple things on the podcast feed. Mm.
0: <laughs> you can come
2: on. <laughs> All game right. So, pod, my other podcast is The Fanatics, where my co host Aya and I watch the same awful movie every week for a year. uh Last year, we did John Travolta's The Fanatic. This year, we are doing Catwoman. As of the time of recording, I think we're going into week 22 offhand. But if I'm honest, it all kind of blurs together for me.
0: <laughs> you had a large hand in that as well, didn't you, Josh? Because I, I inadvertently
1: you... did. I didn't really think of the consequences of my actions with that one. And uh, sure. it seems to be <laughs> driving Tim uh, into some some strange Catwoman fetish madness.
2: I don't know if you've listened to much of the latest episodes of Game Club Pod or The, the Fanatic, I am hating this season so much more than the first season. Uh like we did like the whole premise of the thing is, yeah, we watched the same awful movie, but goddamn, this thing is wearing me down. Like week by week.
0: Yeah, Tim had to clarify yesterday during our recording, which will come out in a few weeks' time, that he didn't hate his co-host. It's only the podcast. Uh not the podcast, sorry, only the film that they're watching that he hates.
2: Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> When we got to approaching the halfway point in the first season of the Fanatic, I almost felt like there was—I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. It looks very dark right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the cat burping superpowers into Halle Berry's face is only go- taking you so far.
2: I, I my vision has been fogged by cat burp. That sounds like fifty-two <laughs> episodes
0: of content to me. Um, Slade, we've spoken a lot about the Fanatic. Can you can you plug Game Club Pod while we're all here? sure
3: do you want me to plug the whole pod or my sub series on game okay well we are the video game club podcast you can find us over on your podcast provider of choice and all the sketchy ones as well where once every two weeks we record an episode about a video game not too dissimilar from a book club amazing oh game club (laughs) pod that's right we changed our name and i forget that
1: (laughs) yeah when i was doing the squeaky voice bit i had to correct myself because i said the vgc and not the gcp gc yes. <laughs> you'll find us
0: on the new
3: york stock market
0: under gc <laughs> you'll find yeah.
3: us at the ymca yeah, just look for yeah just just look for that or you can also check out our subseries of between two pods where we bring another podcast to interview and just you know learn a little bit something else not always about games
1: yeah i like that you guys are keeping regular content flowing into the the game club pod feed just to kind of make sure everyone's still like oh yeah these guys
0: <laughs> it's all about pumping pumping those numbers baby and then uh, you just well,
1: dropped your half-life two episodes one and two episode as of monday the day yeah. we're recording this
2: yeah
3: we it's, had a really good time yeah, and
2: it's, it's an okay time yeah
3: <laughs> it was a time and our next episode of between two pods is uh i have the fanatic song to talk it's to all very about. circular <laughs> <laughs> We just keep making podcasts for ourselves, and then listening to them ourselves, <laughs> and then we make another podcast for ourselves about listening Eventually to that the podcast. Eventually the circle jerking will pay off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, oh. uh, speaking of circle jerking, uh, the Mario Brothers movie. Um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I just felt like transitioning somehow.
0: You're the king of
1: segues, Josh. <laughs> peaches, peaches, peaches. Shut up, Slade. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> He's trying to kick off. He's trying to kick off a Star <laughs> Wars that I don't know that's going to happen or not yet. So the Mario Brothers movie dropped this week, and uh, I I find it funny that Slade's antagonizing me despite the fact that he's sitting. He was all week, all month building up to this. He's like, I'm bringing my fucking notebook, and I'm gonna be so mad sitting in that theater. And now he's antagonizing me because he enjoyed the movie to some extent. It would seem. Uh, but it opened to uh, a record-setting $204.6 million dollar domestic five-day opening. Uh $377 million over that same five-day weekend. Um, I don't know why Easter starts on Wednesday instead of Thursday or Friday, but okay. It's like Black Friday. It starts in like August <laughs> now or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh but it, it's still a massive opening. Um for context, uh the ev- Marvels Avengers in 2012 that opened on a three-day weekend at 206 million dollars. So over five days this opened at 204.6. So it's not too terribly far off. Um, I have some theories as to why this is such a massive thing. The main thing being it's Mario recognizable IP and the trailers did make this movie look like it's a lot of fun. Um, and it I I will say it is a lot of fun but i'm going to get into critiques and su- such as a little bit later but uh gentlemen let's start with you guys um slade since you were the one that was dreading this whole sequence of events let's start with you what were your thoughts on the film non spoiler you know, thoughts on the film I,
3: I i wasn't dreading the film it's going to a theater that i dread let's let's be clear i i don't want to go to the theater i want to watch the movie though
1: this it sounds like an excuse
3: it's just not a fan of going to the theater to be honest but it was really good time i had a lot of fun um i was a little worried about the voice casting at first we'll probably get into that later but uh pleasantly surprised is what i would say but i had a good time joey
0: non-spoiler
1: thoughts from you
3: uh yeah
0: my non-spoiler thoughts echo slades um i went in there and really expected to be bothered all the way through by linda from bob's burgers playing mario um sorry Chris Pratt playing Mario and I think once you get over it it was it was a really good time and fun it's not without its flaws which I'm sure we'll get into um my theater experience was very similar to Slade's people need to control their children at the theater um, but um Every time that, basically, every time there was a nod to any other Mario game, the kids behind me was like, oh my god, that's a nod to blah 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 and I was like, I oh, know I'm watching the same fucking movie as you are. <laughs> and, uh, but but the film itself was was fun. It was really, really fun. Um, I don't so know if you listened non-spoor. to the Dungeons
1: and Dragons episode, but um, basically the experience you had was the experience I had at Dungeons and Dragons with the dad being like, oh, that's a mimic. That's a mimic. And he would also explain, like, the jokes as well. He's like, ha, it's a joke you get it this is why it's funny kid and i'm just like shut up we're all watching the same damn movie Uh, thankfully i did not have that going on in in this uh theater going experience i only had like eight other people in my theater with me uh because i went to a little bit later of a show but uh tim what were your thoughts on the film
2: uh i thought the first maybe 10 15 minutes were very very fun it was clearly the first 15 minutes were clearly written by people who have a love and interest of in Mario. And then the rest of the film was very beige. It's, um, I, I came out very indifferent with this film.
1: I honestly, I would agree with that. Uh, to borrow a phrase that you guys like to use on the game club pod, I found it to be a very inoffensively fun movie. I, I right did middle think, of the road. Yeah. I didn't think this was anything groundbreaking, Uh it's set records, I think, because this is uh this may be a a phrase that's gonna come back to bite me, but this is to me, this is kind of like the nickelback of animated features. It's just it's just very basic and can be generally pleasing to all audiences, but it's not gonna hit the things that you want from it if you're looking for something more. And for me, I don't I don't I wasn't looking for something to be like the Lego movie or into the Spider-Verse. So it, it didn't need to be groundbreaking. But I wanted it to be good and I found it to be more average than good.
3: It just sounds to me like you described Mario in all aspects. No, really. Mario like, can be good. Like it's, it's if great, you play, like it's, the
1: RPGs. But it's and but no,
3: no, stuff. no. Yeah, but it's but it's there for all audiences. It's it's like a baseline. It's you you described it. It did what it needed to perfectly. That's that fair.
1: Sense. And I think uh, among other things, the one thing that it did that really kind of just set me off from the get-go is that we kind of knew this from the trailers. But it does the thing that I hate in almost every video game movie adaptation, which is it sets its heroes up in the quote unquote real world. And then they get transitioned into this fantastical world of the video game world. And I, I, I just I hate that. And you can get away with it if you do it well enough. Um, I don't think I would even give the Sonic movies a pass with that one. Um, but overall, I just. I don't like that trope, and I feel like you can easily just be like, he's a plumber from the Mushroom Kingdom, which I think, in canon, uh, Tim, you like lore. Uh, maybe Mario is canonically from Brooklyn, so like maybe they just still wanted to pay homage to that, or maybe they were homaging the 1993 movie. I
2: don't know. Yeah, from what I can tell, it's a reference yes. to the Bob Hoskins
3: movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what the whole intro was, essentially.
2: I'm, I'm gonna get into it when we talk more spoilers and stuff, but it seems strange to pay homage to that movie when there's already like a pre-established Mario law that they're kind of strongly adhering to.
1: Yeah, I think. One hell, of those... I just said the words Mario law. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that the movie kind of glossed over is um isn't Mario canonically like 33 at all times or like 27? Somewhere between those eight? Yeah. It, which is a weird thing to think that Mario is has an age like i don't know i just always pictured him as like late 30s early 40s but 33 mm. okay <laughs> uh, But let's, let's move into spoiler territory life. And before we do um let's give our talking smack ratings before we move on uh which is must see or pass uh let's go in reverse order here tim would you give us a must see or pass
2: for fans of video games yeah go see it for everyone else no Gotta give it a pass are we, am I allowed to do that, or do I have to take yeah, a
1: lane? No, no, you no, I'll let you do what you got to do. Uh, Joey, how about you? Uh,
0: I thought this was a must-see. I thought it was really fun the whole way through, and Tim taking up two lanes is not only selfish, but wrong. Um, <laughs> I think that, that although um, I understand what you're saying. For fans of the video games, there was definitely things within there that we'll talk about more in a little bit that I thought, oh, that's from the game, that's a subtle nod to this, that's a subtle nod to that, but I don't think it needed that. And there's bits of the movie where it's really clear that 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 prior knowledge wasn't needed to enjoy the scenes, um, so yeah, I think I think must
3: see. Slade, it, I would say absolutely, it's a must see. You 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 need it's it's a good time overall.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say it's a pass for me as well. I think the score, I think the score what? is amazing. Uh, I could listen to the score all day. I I loved the little musical cues. But the movie overall is extraordinarily average, and I, it's not what I wanted. I would have wanted to see out of a Mario movie. Um, It's like I said, it's breaking records because it is so like general audience appeasing. But for me, it just it didn't hit the right, no pun intended, right notes for me.
2: Well, Mario is the most widely recognized gaming like mascot and arguably IP of all time. And so, yeah, it's it's naturally going to be, it's naturally going to pull in these numbers. But to me, anyway, while I was watching this, the first 15 minutes, I loved, I loved that first 15 minutes because I, there was, it was packed full of references. Uh, I'll go into some of my favorites later on, but it felt like the writers after about the 15 minute mark were like, oh, well, we have a franchise that can't fail. And they just didn't really push with that. I'm not expecting groundbreaking story from a Mario movie, but they've done things like the Mario RPG series before they've had twists and turns. If they're so willing to pull from other games, why not that as well?
1: Because Because... Nintendo's not actively trying to sell those right now. True. Uh, Aside from the
2: one on the Switch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Before we move on into our spoiler territory, we do have a couple of reviews from other uh, podcasts. Uh, we have our guy, Caesar, at the No on 15 Allcast. He said, it's a cute movie with some fan service in there for sure. Uh, I think some is a little generous, but he's not wrong in everything else. Um, the Nomads of Fantasy said, it's 100% sanser, fan, bleh, it's 100% san I can't say 100% fan, 100% fan service. I watched it and thought it was a great movie regardless. Yeah, I, I would say almost entirely 100% fan service. There's not like a single second wasted where they're not referencing something on screen, I think. But let's let's move into spoiler territory here. We're, we're not going to go sequentially, I don't think, uh, through the movie beat by beat. I think if you've seen the trailers, you've basically seen the movie. Uh, you're just kind of <laughs> missing context and the story thread. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll let you guys uh, kind of kick off this conversation because I've already made my my main piece, which is I feel like this is a very average movie um i have undermined myself already in my head the one spoiler thing i want to talk about real quick is mario should not ever not have gloves on seeing mario with fleshy hands was just like <laughs> the weirdest grossest thing in my brain at that moment and i was like no Did no you that- see the
2: sonic sad am cartoons where sonic didn't have shoes on and you saw his human like
1: feet <laughs> it felt a bit like that <laughs> Oh, you mean like the Sonic posters they released before the redesign? Where exactly. Really hairy human legs? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like,
2: hang on, yeah. I'm, I'm reaching over my desk here, like my framed picture of uh, Meow Sonic. <laughs> 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 if, if anyone
0: else in the world presented a framed picture that was immediately in front of them while they were talking about Sonic, I would be so surprised. As it's you, Tim... <laughs> You've clearly not. not
1: listened to the podcast because uh, Matt and Lewis have some really weird lore knowledge with the comics and like they will go off on 20 minute tangents about the Sonic comics that I'm pretty sure I've cut out at least 20 to 30 minutes of our content <laughs> from them talking about the but, the but Sonic framed, comics alone.
0: A framed photo of the bad design of Sonic. <laughs> Staring okay. at you at all times
2: is. He sits under my audio interface. Tim, all over.
1: <laughs> you should make that your Steam Deck boot up image. Is the oh, I so should.
3: You're right. Can can you add the audio uh, of meow as meow? well, like for the boot yeah, up sound? absolutely.
0: So going back to the Mario Brothers movie, there's a few yes. things that I. So Josh, you said something that I'd really like to ask you. You said for a Mario movie, it didn't hit what you wanted it to. What did you want it to hit? Because this hit absolutely everything I expected of a Mario Mario movie.
1: I was expecting something maybe a little bit more narratively driven. Like, maybe that is expecting too much from a Mario movie. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I, I was expecting something kind of akin to the the cartoon uh, from the, the early 90s where uh, you just you had a, a normal... Uh, running narrative but um this just really felt very basic where again you have the the real world humans come into this hyper crazy alternate reality and they have to stop the world from ending because bad guy where in this case you have to stop a wedding and save your brother but it's I like would space jam that, in that way
0: but i would argue that the games are very much humans in a weird yeah. world stopping a wedding for super mario odyssey the latest one or stopping bad guy which is always bowser trying to marry the princess or kidnap the princess and that's exactly what this movie hit on the head for me
3: i don't think that much context is even needed for like a mario plot setup it's just like you're mario go you know fix whatever's broken you know there's an island covered in pollution here's a water gun have fun clean up the island <laughs> oh hey your princess is another castle go find her that's you don't need much context it's a very Simple plot, and I understand the critique of it. I, I guess, as Josh is saying it being very basic, you know, we could say it's the vanilla plot, but that's why also vanilla' is like the greatest flavor of all time because <laughs> you can do anything with it. You can go that's anywhere, fair. With it.
1: and i I those aren't invalid points. I just think that you could have done something more with it instead of the the narrative basically being Luigi needs to be saved. Let's make a bunch of references that progress the plot to the point where we can have the next action beat. Ooh. Okay, fair. right.
3: Well, it's also this is like Shigeru Miyamoto's like love baby. He's always wanted to do this kind of thing, so that it's I kind very of very toe
2: curling about the phrase love baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of touch on my very brief thoughts, as I said, first fifteen minutes were outstanding to me. Uh, it was packed with reference after reference after reference, like uh, Charles Martinet, the vo- the video game voice actor for Mario, playing Jumpman, like the character who is also playing an arcade Jumpman. In, in the Brooklyn, in Punch Out Pizza Cafe, which is another reference. Uh, they're accosted by uh, S- S- uh, Foreman Spike from the game Wrecking Crew, who was Mario's first appearance. But appearance. That's really cool. Uh, when they're in the sewers, like when they're, I don't know if anyone, and if you guys picked this up, this is my Mayor favorite Pauline. tiny little odd. Mayor Pauline was good, um, but when they're actually in the sewers right before luigi gets sucked into the pipe there is a sign at the back that says you are now entering level one two which yes. is the sewer level in the and first map you get the
1: you yep. get the musical cue too where you hear da, 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 da. Na, na, na. yeah like that that was a really really cool
2: reference and there was the odd thing like there was a lot of nice neat nods to the mario 3d world games like the cat suit and the uh the platform types that they had and what have you but then it just was like, oh, Mario Kart's cool, and there's a Luma that looks nothing like the Luma. a uh, plot's over. Go home, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Um, although there was a big highlight. There's a massive Mario Kart section in the game where they're driving along the Rainbow Road to get from the Donkey Kong Kingdom to back to the Mushroom Kingdom, and uh, Cranky Kong says, "Oh, well, we're gonna need carts," and like it cuts down to this cart workshop and some five-year-old kid in the audience behind me went oh, that's why they call it Mario Kart and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh it's a smart one that one <laughs>
0: and also you mentioned that the audio cues before like he went into the pipe and, and the very recognizable Mario audio cues all the way through this were so good I text Tim as soon as I got out of the cinema saying how much I enjoyed the sound design of this movie and, and mm-hmm. particularly the score of it with the caveat of why did they include so much licensed music that wasn't needed?
1: The that was another big uh complaint of mine is the fact that they again going in the the very crowd pleasing way, they brought in the I need a hero or in need of a hero, whatever mm. the name of the song is, like, oh geez, yeah. you can't they did that in shrek 2 and even back then it was already outdone um hmm.
0: that but, one uh, wasn't that one wasn't my main gripe the one that i'm thinking particularly of is when um so i don't i don't know josh if it's worth going through the story or or if we've kind of already done it by saying it's a every mario game ever but they decide that to beat bowser they have to go to the kong kingdom and get their army to have the strength to beat bowser and when they get there they jump in a cart that's driven by miscellaneous Kong, and he drives through the Kong Kingdom to give you like a, a taste of what it looks like. And they played "Take on Me" by Aha, yes. and there's leaked footage of what that scene was originally with the Donkey Kong
2: music, and it's ten times better. I was. They could have put the DK music from like Mario Kart Double Dash, like right? mm-hmm. doing DK Mountain. That would have been way more fitting.
1: I was really upset that they did not bring in the SNES. Donkey Kong Country theme. I, I was waiting for that cue, That do doo-doo-doo, do 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 do. Yeah. If, I, if, I, if I find it, like,
2: that one. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that that the one too. That, that they cut out, Tim. Oh, well, that's even more infuriating. Yeah. yeah. I'll,
0: I'll find the clip and I'll send it to you all. But it's um, they, it was a shame. They, I feel like, they, I feel like they, there's definite pressure from the studio to add licensed music where it wasn't needed.
1: And they even. uh. Was it at the end of the movie where they took um, the the opening music from um, Mr. Blue Sky? Mm-hmm. They hmm Yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I know it's not from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but like really ballsy to take a song that a lot of people have associated with Dancing Groot and try and reappropriate it to the end of the Mario Brothers movie.
2: Yeah. While we're talking about music, we should probably talk about the the giant turtle in the room. Um, there is going to be something that I know is going to be promoted all over places like YouTube and TikTok, and it's Bowser's stupid Peaches song.
3: I, uh, I where blame he says the for word for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for the Peaches song. I, I will hear nothing I'm bad about the tell Peaches you song. I was in the theater singing the Peaches song. Okay, well, you're all a right? bad cinema goer. Um, <laughs> My, no, children are bad cinema If you're singing along
2: to a movie, you're a bad <laughs> cinema goer.
3: You're going to tell me you're not going to sing along to Jack Black yes. Blacks Peaches? Yes. The, the cinematic, the audio masterpiece that I is.
2: hate the fact that this, because this film's box office gross is so large, and that it's technically an original score for that song, it could be a contender for an Oscar. I
3: hate that. I think it's, I love it. I but, love like, it. The, the
2: rest of the In score, the most shit-posty the way, most, I love it. The rest of the it. score was fantastic.
3: Like, <laughs> really, really well done. Like,
2: re- a great use of Koji Kondo's work. Uh, a lot of, like, pulling from different Mario sources. Like, everything from, like, you know, the original Super Mario Bros right the way up to Galaxy and Odyssey. Um, but then they have Aha! and Peaches and I Need a Hero. And it just... It really sours the whole tone of this audio.
3: Oh, and Thunder. Thunder yeah, structure structure as well. Right? But, like...
2: Joe will tell you this. My degree is in audio engineering and sound design, so I have a particular ear for these things and loved loved most of the sound effects. There's a couple of things I would probably change myself, but I'm not working in Hollywood. Um, but the the sound, the, the audio, what am I thinking about? The soundtrack, rather. I think it had a lot of great moments and it had a lot of low moments, but that's just me.
3: Yeah, I, I thought it was I, fine. Yeah, I told... I, I told I Josh it.
0: when I spoke to him um, I can't remember when um, that I got over the Chris Pratt Linda as Mario thing very quickly. What I didn't get yeah. over was how much I disliked Jack Black's Bowser by the end of it. I thought when
2: he was talking he was good.
0: I didn't because I, so I have this image of Bowser. When I think of Mario, I think of Mario 64 which obviously doesn't have voice acting but it gives him this menacing tone and I left this movie while still enjoying it, thinking that they'd made
2: Bowser a massive pussy.
3: <laughs> no, they just made him a big simp. That's all they did. He's but just he's a massive like, simp. They didn't the do that to him.
2: He's done it for a few games. He's done it across the Mario RPG series. He yeah. did it in Odyssey. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. kind of hinted at in Sunshine with like suggesting that Bowser Jr. is Peach's son, but like obviously it turns out to not be the case because yes. it's a fucking turtle. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's not the first time it's been done. It's not breaking new ground, but then they had him just playing piano because lol, Jack Black.
1: Yes. Mm. And apparently that that came up in a recording session. Like they they wrote the song in a day, which it's not surprising. They uh, and like you don't say <laughs> I I get that you have Jack Black and you're going to you're going to let him sing if he wants to sing. And it's also illumination where they don't really care about content where they care more about memeability, and this is like the ultimate meme it's a 90 second meme
0: mm. i think when you say it's not surprising they came up with it in a day i think it's surprising that it took them a day
1: <laughs>
3: it was so infuriatingly. Poor. yeah no that's i think
1: uh joey or not joey uh sorry justin from the movie wire alex and i have our own thread from the the oscar thing and uh, let me pull it up here real quick, just because there are too many people credited as being part of the writing team for this. Uh,
0: I am going to have peaches, 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 peaches in my fucking head until I hear something.
2: Oh no, I've, I've repressed that long since leaving the theatre.
3: <laughs> in my in my group chat for my friends who I went to see the movie with, it's been nothing but peaches memes that I'm here for it. The worst kind of
2: And do you know inside. what I know? I know the producers and the marketing team and illumination studio i'm just gonna lean hard into that and it's gonna be all over tiktok and youtube and twitter and i'm gonna get sick of it I, it's gonna annoy me and i'm gonna have to mute every single account that i see it on
3: but josh here here's a question for you because i know you you love the peaches song so much but your second favorite thing that in this film Wars button, is... <laughs> your second favorite thing is the seth rogan laugh infamously
1: love yeah it. i now wh- I, I cringed Which which one I would deal with the Seth Rogen laugh over an overlong parody song that people are going to like, we literally have already discussed the fact that this song would not exist if Jack Black was not in this movie. And if they even had a plan for it, it without Jack Black, people would not care about it unless it was sung by Jack Black. So it's really just the fact that Jack Black was playing the role of Bowser and sang this ridiculous song
3: that's all i need you know that's like when i give like a game of three right there josh would rather listen to the Seth Rogen.
1: <laughs> well, why don't like seth rogan anyway, and i'd still rather do that just uh
3: <laughs> <laughs> here we go
1: i found it so co-written by jack black film directors aaron horvath and michael janik as well as eric osmond and john spiker so there are five credited people to have written this song You should all be ashamed of yourselves. That all could win Oscars if the Academy decides to make an even bigger fool of itself.
0: I'm. But after listening (laughs) to your your chat in the last episode about um, your last Star Wars, the Moana composer who couldn't hasn't won an Oscar, Lin Manuel uh, Miranda, yeah, yeah, and the the um, talk about uh, we don't talk about Bruno not being nominated, um, then. If this wins an Oscar, then I don't think I'll ever go to the cinema again. Art is dead.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the the first Suicide Squad from 2016 is an Academy Award winning movie, which I talk about way more than I should because of how much ridiculousness is associated with the fact that it won for Best Makeup when other movies were uh, more deserving that year. But I, I'm not going to get into that. Sure. Um, and how yeah, Jared that, Letters this...
0: Joker was the best one of the lot no
1: just me. you're 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 getting me so close to pushing that <laughs> Star wars button <laughs> but going back to joey's point about bowser um i i bought into that like uh, you, again you have you have the lovability of jack black and the fact that he's this love lorn bowser and i felt like it played into um bowser more from like uh paper mario and the thousand year door there's like one sequence that always sticks out to me where um this guy has like a poster of peach in his house in like a toad village. And the Bowser sees it from a distance. He's like, peach is there. And then he, he goes in and he, he likes proclaims his love to peach, Or He's like, I'm here to rescue you. I'm going to be the, the hero of this story. And then the guy like rolls up his curtain and the poster goes with it. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to look like such a dork. Like a guy that talks to posters.
3: Yeah. I think it was fine. The only voice that actually genuinely bothered me was uh, Seth Rogen's voice. Everybody else was great, though. Kiko Charlie Day is fantastic. I, I, I'm i quite impressed by Qu- Chris Pratt. I don't know if I just had something mentally worse in it, my head. It but was I, an I, I interesting choice
0: fine. to open the Mario Brothers on that commercial where they both do like quite convincing good Mario accents and only for them to cut out of that and go, do you think that the accent was too strong or too stupid or whatever? And they go, no, no, it's fine for the trailer. And they didn't include it in the trailer.
2: It's almost signaling like, yeah, we didn't want to carry on with the accent. But I, I will agree that um, I don't agree with, with that. Chris Pratt was good. I think he was average.
1: Like everything it else, was, in it was the better movie than I expected.
2: Average. But Charlie Day was a he was a highlight for me.
3: He's way up there. Him and Keegle yes. Michael Key they were two big highlights. And,
1: for um, Kevin Michael Richardson is comic. I liked that a lot. Which I don't think they actually name dropped comic. Um, but Kevin Michael Richardson, some of you may know better as um, uh, Cleveland Junior in uh, Family Guy and The Cleveland Show. So he, yes. he's got he's got amazing range because he's usually that like deep voiced guy that you'll hear in a lot of shows, too. Um, he played Panthro in the short lived 2011 Thundercats remake. Um, but if there was anything in the voice cast, I think every, everyone did well enough uh, in the uh, case of like Chris Pratt. Um, Seth Rogen did Seth Rogen. There's not, he's not really voice acting. Um, the one thing that bothered me out of any of the performances wasn't necessarily the voice. It was the way they animated Peach's mouth and the way that Anya Taylor-Joy spoke for her. Um, there's that sequence where we were first introduced to Peach in her war room and her, her like head council toad, the sinking does not line up with him at all like it almost felt like a Godzilla movie and then the first few lines from Peach also felt like a dub from a Godzilla anime where just like the way Anya Taylor-Joy is performing the the role with what they put on camera on film in the animation did not line up at all like she's oh. putting a little more emotion into it where Peach is very stoic in in the animation there were points up where up Peach's
2: that. facial animation looked great when like when they're in the fire field for example the yes. fire field it looked great when she's um, very
1: when she's very calm yeah it's it's great but when she's being a little more animated the mouth is always really tight hmm. it never really it's, it's expands not much with it. yeah it's just it's really weird it, like they the animators didn't quite maybe they didn't get the the performance before they had to finalize everything i don't know but the sinking was really weird to me
0: i think we've we've dumped on this movie quite a lot but there was a lot of redeemable factors um, before yeah. we move on to more redeemable factors, I would like to lay one more dump down. Um, <laughs> I think they missed such an opportunity by not having a Luigi's Mansion section.
2: They yes, had in the Dark World, the yeah. Darklands. Yes. They had picked that up the was... flashlight. They had the woods. It was it was there.
3: I I have that in my notes and saying that Dry Bones is one of the most terrifying things I've seen. <laughs> well, it, in was, quite a it while. was the best, in my opinion. It
0: was the best section of the movie. Was uh, Luigi in the Darklands and? I still think they missed a trick with it. Um, they had him go into a castle. The the uh quote unquote jump scare joke with the shy guys behind him when the thunder struck was really funny. Um yeah. but I just think they could have done a bit more with it.
1: Speaking they of the have... shy guys, uh was anyone else disappointed that the shy guy spoke? The shy guy in like the gas Yes. Mask. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what they yeah, called. Yeah, I he doesn't yeah. need to talk, yeah. just have him. Do as yeah and Bowser That's understands a pretty it. good
3: impression, but, but but this is this is a movie audience, Josh.
1: How because they Bowser, know? It, how do people know Han understands Chewbacca? Come on,
0: I think they should have the whole the whole thing where no one speaks and it's like Banjo Kazooie, and they all just make noise. <laughs> yeah, just Mario the whole time going woohoo! That would save them, the them a fortune on on voice casting.
2: <laughs> um, th- no, to t- touch on Joey's point there, when when Luigi enters the that castle in the dark, well, they had the forest. They had the, um, they had the thing of him picking up the flashlight, and he was looking nervous. And I was like, "Oh, cool, this is a similar Luigi's Mansion bit." And then he just enters, you know, generic castle from World Five of Mario All Stars Two. And it's like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, I don't know if that's accurate. and a so shot in the dark, but it, <laughs> they could have they could have replaced that castle with a mansion and have the exact same effect, if anything, mm. a better effect, because it would have been a reference to a Luigi game.
3: Yeah. Also, in, in my notes here, with that there, I just wrote NCU next to it, so Nintendo Cinematic Universe, because who knows? It's Nintendo. They could do this.
2: Before we before we move off of Luigi, I, d- I did want to relay one of my favorite Luigi facts, because uh, I have many. It's <laughs> uh, in the when N- Nintendo, a few years ago, had the Year of Luigi, uh, which was, like, where they had, like, New Super Luigi U, and they had all these Luigi-themed games. Uh, it was their worst-performing financial year. In oh, no.
3: Oh, <laughs> Luigi's <laughs> so fun i love him i him to mario you you, you three have been dumping on the movie i have nothing to like dump on with it except for my experience at the theater no
0: i which i, I don't uh, mean like i said i think i think it was a really good yeah. time but i just think there was a couple of things where they missed the mark i think they did more better it, than they did wrong but i think they missed the mark and luigi's mansion was one of those things i actually when i leave when i watch a video game film which isn't very often, if it's good, it makes you want to play the game. And the only game I really wanted to
3: play after watching this was Luigi's Mansion. I wanted to play Mario Kart, <laughs> to be honest. When I saw that track skip, I got really hyped. Not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a good was game good.
3: It was good, but uh, they they left the lights on in the theater when the movie started for me. That's part one. So when I say these are my complaints, I, they left the lights on for about the first ten minutes. So during the whole penguin scene. Uh, other than that, I in my notes it just says i hate children (laughs) because there were a lot of kids running around and it took everything in my power to not just stick my leg out and watch one go face first into one of the little poles that lead you to conception. i love that part of the movie the other thing was (laughs) yeah the other thing was uh i went to see this with a group of friends and uh they were like oh let me know when this episode comes out so will showed up after going to a baby shower a bit drunk (laughs) to the theater he had a great time and he did, but he's also a plumber. So picture going to the Mario movie. The movie starts with them fixing a plumbing job and having to listen to a drunk plumber sitting next to you critique what Mario is doing wrong.
1: That, you can't you fix can't a leaking pipe by up. by tightening the drain. What? He's like that's the.
3: He's like that's the wrong. He's like that's the wrong pipe that's supposed to be <laughs> tightening right now. And then they go down into the sewer, and he's like, "That's a pressure release valve, and this is how this actually works." And that's and Mario's not doing that. That right.
2: opening scene where they're repairing the sink, where. It was actually kind of an original, almost short story from Illumination within this movie. It was really, really enjoyable. It was something, you know, creative for the movie. And then they were just like, haha, we're going to the Mushroom Kingdom now. <laughs> I
1: hated that opening yeah. sequence. Like, I don't think you needed something to beat them down more than you already have. Like, their family doesn't believe in them. And Spike is antagonizing them. I think having them do a good job and then just having the dog come and wreck it and basically just not letting them get paid. I don't know what the fallout from all that was. It it just it felt more like just piling on before you get this big build up. But it never they, they never feel like they grow, in my opinion, like Mario. Mario's growth is he learns how to eat mushrooms in the first 20 minutes of the movie.
2: I mean again I'm not going into Mario the Mario movie expecting groundbreaking plot but yeah something would have been nice you know Luigi Luigi getting braver for example would have been really really good
3: but he does that at the, he does you know, that at the end of the does movie when he blo- <laughs> yes when he's blocking Bowser's fire from Mario he, he can, a
2: manhole it. but that's about it no, I That's yeah, not mean. a character arc
3: he was hiding in he was hiding in the trash can beforehand.
1: He's, he's hiding behind a manhole. It's just he a trash can have, without the signs. He also could have just squeezed out of the bars from his cell. And yeah. climbed out.
3: Yeah, but then he wouldn't be able to listen to the best character in the movie. The little Luma? That thing was Result. hilarious. Was suicidal. a, was a Luma. character for the 5 year olds <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, the little suicidal character, the sweet release of death. That thing had me just laughing yeah, I like hell. I, I'm
0: that so Slade so on this. A lot of it, and I think I, I do not agree with Tim that 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 it wasn't him being brave at the end. There was this whole
3: that's, that's this whole totally running theme
0: of we are we are okay as long as we're together. And then Bowser's fire breath, which we've seen can absolutely annihilate anything it hits, and Luigi jumps in front of it for his brother. That's so him getting braver
1: there was no progression of that other than him like reminiscing about how often Mario comes to save him. And then he gets the opportunity to save Mario and he does. Okay, great. But we don't see him progress into that. He just, it's one extreme to the other.
3: Hmm. Well, you haven't seen him much of the movie when you think he's about there for it. He's Half the movie. Not really. He is. He's there in the beginning. And then he's in prison pretty much the whole time until the end.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of his whole story arc. But like, in terms, of, in terms of actual interactions with Luigi, we could have had the whole thing of maybe Luigi reminiscing, being like, oh, Mario's always come to save me. And, and then he'll maybe tell the penguin about like the baby Mario scene or whatever it is. And then that would have been like, oh, wow, he's thought back to that moment. Not, ah, Bowser's got, had some spicy food. Better think about the time that a bully kicked my sandcastle in or whatever it was. It
0: sounds to me like you have described exactly what they do in the movie, just in a different
3: section. So... Can't disagree with you. Yeah, but to
2: move it. It would make for a better story arc. It's
3: you're overthinking Mario. It doesn't need to be that complicated. But this it can
2: not, be that complicated. It's
3: not. It's not Final Fantasy. It's it's Mario. I'm not asking
2: it to be Final <laughs> Fantasy, but I'm asking it for a bit yeah. of depth, which they've done. <laughs> saying, have you
1: seen the Final Fantasy movie? It's not good. It oh, tries it's to awful. be too deep. <laughs> it's, it's all over
2: the place. I love Final Fantasy, and that movie is nonsense. <laughs> it's kind of I why did- I love that.
1: You could usually add much. five to ten no, minutes of this movie of just Luigi, and it would make the movie better.
3: That's I, I'm not saying I disagree, but I think it's fine. Yeah, it's Nickelback. It what it's I'm fine. Saying. It's not. It's yeah. beige.
2: <laughs> it's Paul Rudd.
3: It's like it's like I said. It's it's vanilla. But you know what? Like, vanilla is S tier ice cream because you can do anything to it. You can add any other flavor to it. Can, That's why it's great. Can we just
0: agree that this film will never make it as a wise man? It will never make it as a poor man's feeling. It it's tired of living as a blind man.
1: <laughs> Joey had to look up those lyrics. Tim did not, just so everyone knows.
0: <laughs> just so you know, I didn't. I've seen Nickelback live and they were very good live. So,
1: <laughs> oh, um, man, I'll have to introduce you to Scotty. Nickelback's one of his favorite bands. Um, so, yeah, I have been shitting on this movie for a while, but I will say one of the things that this movie does do really well is it does not hold our hand. There's that moment where Peach grabs the fire flower, which is in the a lot of the trailers now. And Mario's not like, oh, wow, how would you do that? Or he gets the the Tanuki suit and like, oh, wow, how do you fly? I don't know. They don't care. They just know, you know, that the Tanuki suit can fly. And so he can fly. They don't waste time doing training montages outside of Mario first learning how to use the mushroom power up. It's the same for the plot. It's definitely not.
2: No, it's not.
1: There's hand-holding, there's show-and-tell, also, which this one showed, didn't tell. And it also gave the viewers enough credit to understand that they knew how these things worked. And if you didn't know, you can go play the games and you will find out.
3: I also like that they didn't make Peach a damsel in distress, which we haven't brought up She yet. was a girl I boss through and cheese. through, and I loved it. Yeah, she, yep. Going strapless
1: with her wedding dress, big props. <laughs> yeah her
3: fighting by herself too that was awesome
2: yeah more of that more more strong female lead characters please thank
1: you so as we yeah. we climb closer to the hour mark i did want to get really uh into the um i'm going to say the the final post credit scene because the mid mid credit scene is just pointless we're not even going to talk about it the post credit scene did that get you guys hyped at all
0: absolutely not The fact that, so can I explain what this is, Josh? We said we're in spoiler territory. So there's a whole long tracking shot in the original sewers and then it cuts to a Yoshi egg and it cracks and you hear Yoshi say Yoshi. And that is the whole post-post-credit scene. And I think that would have been cool if we hadn't seen a Yoshi halfway through the movie. That was my thoughts.
2: That was one thing I really, really enjoyed. The fact there was a Smash Melee reference in in the movie. My my eyes lit up at that. I, was like, I know that
0: one <laughs> was the Donkey Kong whole Donkey Kong fight not a reference to Smash.
1: I think it it was a little bit of Smash and original Donkey Kong because if you if you notice like he's throwing his barrels and you've got the the eye beams that you're running up and down in ladders and all that, but it, it's kind of a blend.
2: I just think that's just more of a Jumpman <laughs> reference. But um. There is one thing that I want to bring up and it makes me a little bit angry about this movie to be honest uh and I really hope you guys will agree with me because I hope I'm not being facetious. Uh the DK rap was in this movie from from Donkey Kong 64 and I loved that. Um the thing I didn't love is that Grant Kirkhope Grant Kirkhope is not credited for that. He it is just listed as from Donkey Kong 64. Oh, I
1: didn't catch that. It is a bit of a yeah. dick move.
2: It's Don- a Grant dick Kirkhope move. is not credited and he's been and he's been advertising this movie and shouting this movie out for weeks on his twitter and yeah i'm not expecting him to go back and just add him in now but i'm assuming that he had so, at least some involvement as the writer of the dk rap and is is it's frankly uh disrespectful disrespectful to the dk rap uh, it's disrespectful <laughs> um to not credit the guy who wrote this thing that you are referencing
1: yeah they give a big they give a, a a big shout out in the credits to koji kondo so like why can't you just credit him for the rap
3: yeah. yep that that wasn't my big only bad thing mine was thinking about all the osha violations
1: <laughs> well it's a good thing osha doesn't exist in the uh <laughs> the mushroom kingdom there
2: yeah it's called yosha <laughs>
3: also also i was kind of excited about a little yoshi egg not like a oh hell yes another movie but like oh okay that could be pretty cool because what yoshi really makes his first appearance in super mario world if i'm not mistaken
2: yes um so do you know what it I felt mean, like?
3: you could also do like a yoshi island movie and there's a couple different yoshi games anyway. do you know what it felt like with the Mar
2: with the yoshi egg at the end did you guys ever see the first live action sonic movie yeah no okay so josh you you'll know what i'm talking about post credit scene where they tease Tails. And you're just like, oh, neat. That's what that was. Yeah.
1: But like, Tails neat. at least w- has dialogue where it's like, okay, something is happening because he's got like a little monitor. He's like, he's here somewhere. And like, oh, what is Tails looking for Sonic for? Where a Yoshi egg hatching in a sewer system in New York means absolutely nothing in terms of story.
2: I really hope we get Bob Hoskins Yoshi in the next <laughs> movie. <laughs> and maybe, uh, Den. And maybe Dennis Hopper saying, Bub-bub. as,
0: as a side note, <laughs> everyone in the cinema I was with, and it was really busy. There must've been about 60 people there and everyone there was going, Oh no, no, we've got to stay for the post credit scene. And we got that dopey rendition of peaches, peaches again. And then everyone got up and walked out and it was me and one other person who saw the Yoshi thing. And that's why I messaged. Did you make eye contact? Um, we, we shared a tender kiss at the end. Um, <laughs> that's why i messaged josh afterwards and said i know you said there's a post-credit scene there's actually two make sure you stay till the very end
2: fun little aside um my and joey's brother uh, james came by to visit my place today uh dropped a few things off including a game boy that needs fixing and a copy of mario and yoshi
3: huh. wow neat it is like his faithful little sidekick so i mean you could do something for another movie with yoshi
1: can I go I'm back sure. to
3: something, Josh? You said you hate right at
0: the start. The real world um, game world split. I yes. don't mind that. I think it's fine. I know it, it bothers you. I'm still trying to get that Scar Wars button pushed. The thing that the <laughs> thing that bothered me about it was... So we've seen in, in the original trailers that Bowser's like continent island is floating around and destroying... A Should universe. have been a ship. Should have been a ship, regardless. It's huge. Yeah. It's like the size of one of the land's. And it drops on Brooklyn, where people are famously spread out and have loads of space. Um, <laughs> would that not have killed millions of people? Absolutely. <laughs> it would. Probably, probably would have killed a bunch of people, yeah. And then at the end of it, when Bowser's yeah. defeated, they're just all hanging out the windows and going, Good job, Mario. You're, you're the man. <laughs> Good job.
3: I, I kind of have something similar in my notes, and I, I feel like I'm on Josh's side for this, but it just says, why do they trust Mario right away? It, uh, it never makes sense to me in any of these kind of movies where just some random dickheads show up and they're like, oh, you, you, the chosen hero.
1: Nah. Speaking speaking of like seeing people immediately and just attaching to them, uh, Keegan-Michael Key's Toad, I could have done with a li- like 10% more of him. Not a whole lot more, yeah. but I would have liked to have seen a lot more because he has that, just like that, that nice character moment uh, or character uh, trope of where like, I don't, I don't even know what he, what's going on but he he has met Mario for all of oh, 5 seconds and he's like Mario's my best friend. We're we're going on an adventure together and he just he knows Mario through and through and he's just like we're buds. We we've got this. We're going to do everything we can for you. And I love that. I I thought that was really fun. I
0: feel like that's how we started as as two podcasts, Josh.
1: <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> you you shouted us out and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, we're best friends now. <laughs>
3: Maybe I shouldn't be questioning that so hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> For me, he took some getting used to,
2: but after about five minutes, yeah, fine.
3: I, I quite liked his toad. I really did. On the topic of voice acting,
2: when this film first got its trailer, when Chris Pratt said, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come, wahoo, um, a bunch of Twitter accounts started collating the foreign language dubs um, of this film, and a f- a French, Japanese, Spanish, and Italian all have knockout dubs for mario like so much better than chris pratt and i get it they can't have you know the french voice actor play it, do the same thing for the english one but it just it's so overshadows him I, I would i would really encourage you to check it out if you
1: can i remember seeing even just uh, i think it was the second trailer where you see mario do the little hop in the wahoo the french one uh he doesn't say wahoo i think he says yahoo um, but like, there is just such a an, an emotional resonance in the French one where you you hear the fun, where Chris Pratt is just much more flat. It's just like, oh, I'm reading yeah. a line. It, wahoo!
3: But this also goes back to just hire voice actors. Stop, stop yes. hiring actor actors. Hire voice actors. Do you not think it's because, um,
0: as English speaking audiences, we are expected to go, oh, Chris Pratt's in this. I'll go and
3: watch it without thinking this is a Mario movie. no that's, oh, is that that's, that's why all, it is that's why yeah no 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 that's it yeah. you wouldn't go oh hey they have Ian Sinclair voicing Mario you wouldn't you know what that do. is Tim would.
2: yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh, I I think I, I I hate that I'm drawing this comparison how many of you guys have you guys how many of you guys have seen the Lion King remake
1: I no, I I have seen it I don't care for it but um are you going to refer to it is
2: soulless yes
1: if you I I someone has it but if you just look at the lines that James Earl Jones James Earl Jones who played both roles in the same movies just 30 years apart in the animated the 1993 animated movie you hear him when he asks scar is that a challenge like there's just force behind it they they add like an extra sound effect of like a little roar behind it it's so powerful and then in the 2018 remake uh you hear him and he's just like is that a challenge and it, it, it
2: uh. i'll get i'll get to my point in a second but one of my favorite james L. jones bits from the remake is uh when Scar comes up and goes Simba's in the valley. Oh, Simba's down there. And James L. Jones goes like Simba. Like, are oh, you? <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, my my point is that that movie, that Lion King live action live action um, in massive massive air quotes. It's not Avatar.
1: It. It's what the is. Avatar animated.
2: <laughs> yeah, Avatar animated. Perfect. Um, that is a prime example of why you need to hire voice actors and singers and not just actors and celebrities. Because if you look at the cast for that, it is all flat and completely soulless. And I'm not saying the Mario brothers movie is soulless, but I don't know if the French, for example, hired a particularly notable French actor for the Mario movie or the, or if the Italians hired a notable Italian actor for the Italian movie. But as someone from the outside looking in, like Josh said, there's a lot more fun and there's a lot more passion in their delivery of the lines that I've seen. And it's the same for the Lion King and it's the same for this it's probably the same for Catwoman as well I don't
1: care to watch in french. <laughs> can't wait for that french remake of uh Catwoman. um no I, I would 100 agree and uh beppo and i among other people on this channel will always vouch for voice actors getting the work over names um just because and, and to your point about other things like we've got the upcoming uh, little mermaid remake which maybe it'll be good i don't know probably not but Almost every one of those Disney remakes, the, the thing that is missing in all of those is soul. And you can feel it in the performances. They're, they're just they're repeating the lines and recreating scenes. They're not there because they're passionate about it, even though they might say they are in press conferences and press tours.
0: I'm looking forward to that live-action Moana movie. That looks really cool.
1: Push that, that, push that fucking button. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's done it. He started a Scar War. Disney, stop the fucking remakes. Please come up with something new and original. Thank you. I I think Raya and the Last Dragon, if you've ever seen that, I think that could have been a pretty good live-action Disney movie, like an original IP Disney Don't movie. give them ideas. But they made it this really average animated feature with a really bad message. The message is trust everyone blindly and give them gifts.
3: Like free candy from a van. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just Animal Crossing? Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's just Animal Crossing.
1: All right. Scar Wars over.
3: Good. I'm so pleased. <laughs>
1: there you go, Joey. You had to bring up Moana one more time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what if they gotten Dwayne the Rock Johnson to sing peaches?
1: Would have been it even would worse. Still be
2: not entertaining. Anyway, do you <laughs> no, have any other thoughts on the movie? I, I think
1: I've covered most of everything that I've, I've gotten to. Um, the main things that stuck out to me were I hate peaches, unless it's from the presidents of the United States of America. Um, yep. I, I thought the movie was very average, but entertaining, mainly because I think of the musical score. Uh, I think they could have done something to visually differentiate itself from like the secret life of pets and other illumination projects that feature human characters. Um, I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more unique, although the animation does kind of flow from the Nintendo stuff. Uh, But overall, I I think it's it's really just average, but it's it's fun and vanilla and therefore it will break records because everyone loves vanilla, as Slate has said. That sweet sweet vanilla it doesn't
2: break any new, it doesn't break ground it doesn't push boundaries exactly. it just exists exactly
1: and that's why everyone is enjoying
0: before it. we let them finish on shitting on this movie how fun was it the whole thing was okay. colorful and vibrant and
1: oh it was great I yeah laughed I, out I loud I had, I, other than
0: having
3: uh, oh yeah i laughed a lot um my my drunk friend will uh snuggled me at one point in the theater that was a bit distracting but you know it was a theater-going experience, and I guess that's what people do in those. He was trying to give me the full effect. (laughs) Slade got handy in the back row.
1: You have very different (laughs) theater-going experiences than I do. Um, No, the whole thing was
0: fun, and it was playful, and there were bits of it that were really into Mario, bits of it that were a bit more generic, but that's fine, and the music was good, apart from the licensed stuff and not crediting people there were holes there were there were missed opportunities but overall it was a vibrant fun quick
3: paced good time yeah, for a Mario product, it doesn't have to have a perfect plot or anything like that. It's fine. It's notorious for going set piece to set piece, and that's really what it is.
2: But for the
0: budget Stop and it, box office, no, no, we
3: said we said we're ending this bit. That's that's good by us. So
2: go and see the film. Tim <laughs> no,
0: loves it. No, we're
1: we're doing a shit sandwich where we shit on one end, we compliment, and then we shit on the other end. <laughs> (laughs)
2: pretty sure it's called human centipede uh...
1: (laughs)
3: it's it's nice to be on the positive end of things for once um can i talk about
2: a letterbox review that i found oh please um because uh all it's it's got three stars and it says not a single mario golf scene (laughs) SMH.
0: if there was the kid in the theater would have told me so i know that's true
2: <laughs> yeah. That's why they call it Mario Kart. <laughs> like he's just had a realization. <laughs> uh
1: was there a Dr. Mario reference at all? No,
2: no there was not. No. There was also no Mario Tennis. Mario Paint. No Mario Squad Strikers, no Mario Basketball. Oh
1: man, Joey would have no Mario Baseball. Joey would have lost Mario his mind baseball. if there was a Mario Strikers reference.
2: Mario Lasso. Mario Strikers is the sickest shit. I love <laughs> Mario Strikers.
1: I played the N64 one, which I liked a lot, uh, or maybe it was GameCube, whichever one. GameCube. Uh, but I haven't played the one on the Switch, which I've seen as...
0: Like, but if you if you haven't okay. uh, listened to it, the last episode of Talking Smack where they talk about Dungeons & Dragons, Josh explicitly says how much he's getting into soccer. Um, and that's a direct <laughs> quote, so um, I would expect complaints that Mario Strikers wasn't here as Josh is the Talking Smack resident football fan. <laughs>
3: That's
1: fair. I didn't think about it until now, though. So, in retrospect, I'm glad I gave it a pass.
3: I I think that's I think that's mean
1: <laughs> coming from. Slade. I think
3: it's. Can we, yeah, can we can we give this a uh, game club style score?
1: If you want to go that far into it, sure. Mine's a five, eight and a half.
0: Uh, okay. Seven and a half. Five.
3: Look at me being Mr. Do you know what it is, Slade? Here. This is this on, is on
2: Letterbox. I gave it two and a half. Hours. This
0: is an animation, and if you shorten the word animation, it's an anime, and that's why Slade
3: enjoyed it. because <laughs> <laughs> ah. I can actually get immersed. I'm not looking at stupid human faces. Ah, that it all becomes clear now. <laughs> Peach is the new
1: waifu. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she has been. Did you know that they uh, Nintendo owns the rights to uh, the Mario pornography? And uh let's, Wait, let's stop talking about Mario and Yeah,
1: let's hope hopefully in Mario <laughs> two uh we'll see Daisy and maybe Rosalina and uh
3: and then you hear like the browser's noise
1: <laughs> I think you meant to say Bowser's noise.
3: <laughs> well well recovered, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, good job, Josh.
1: With that, let's let's close it out here. Um you can follow me on Twitter at Josh underscore scar and the podcast at talking smack pod. Please join our Discord. It's uh, We've got the link in the episode description. You can email us your thoughts and reviews of movies we'll be covering at tsmackpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet at us like we read with Caesar and the other podcasts, which I'm forgetting. I'm sorry. I closed my phone, so I don't have that available. Thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes. Thank you to Beppo for our original avatars and Retro Ale Studios for our Ricky avatar. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, and gentlemen, please let us know your socials. Slade.
3: Oh, uh, you can find me over at Slade Plays Games on Twitter and Twitch, Slade's Life on Instagram. Joey.
0: You can find me in the Talking Smack Discord.
2: And Tim. You can find me on WemBembo at everything W E M B E M B O, and we should
0: say at at Game Club Pod as he's well. He's women. He's women. <laughs> that was
2: one. That <laughs> also of yeah,
3: at right.
2: the Fanatic Pod, the Fanatic singular, the Fanatic. The
1: French Fnatic. version of that. Yeah, you
3: can you can find us mainly at at the Game Club Pod if you're not sick of us already. But stay here for talking smack. It's much more entertaining.
1: And with that, we are going to be heading out. Gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by to talk about this Mario movie. So average, but such a fun conversation.
0: And so good. And
1: we will see you all, Joey and I will see you all on Sunday for our next episode of Talking Lasso. And I believe next week's episode will be about Star Wars Celebration. And the week after that, we'll be closing out The Mandalorian Season 3 with a very special guest. So stay tuned. With that, thanks for listening and take care. Watch Star Trek. Watch Attack
3: on Titan. Actually, just watch the Mario movie. You can do that.
2: guilty gear